Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marcia fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marcia 4-2 Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace on the homestead, Millard and Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Wow, this is awesome. Uh, Rocking and rolling through the uh, start of a day. Uh, two hours of the VGK Insider Show in which it's been an incredibly eventful day already. Like, we have gone through all kinds of twists and turns uh, through the National Hockey League and the Vegas Golden Knights uh, going back uh, a couple of hours to last night. And we'll get it all to you, all the information, as we uh, bring you up to date with the Stanley Cup playoffs and Brian... Happy end of the regular season day. Come on. That's ridiculous. Happy end of the regular season day. Yeah, well, stop. It, the stop. regular like, season it. ended I today. I, I, no, I, I know it did. It did. And, and we, we were held in such suspense as to who was going to win the Art Ross or the Rocket Rashard yeah. because we really needed to know that on today, like this this day, it's finally official for Connor McDavid and uh, and and Austin Matthews, yeah, I I, I don't need this. I, I will. Need this uh, right I now. I fully admit, and I and I tweeted it out that it caught me off guard, <laughs> uh, wondering why why are they announcing the Rocket Richard and the Art Ross today? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, yeah. right, the regular season ended today, and it ended with a convincing <laughs> uh, victory for the Calgary Flames over the Vancouver Canucks, which damaged the Calgary Flame draft prospects and their lottery chances. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit. There's a, there's an uproar. Uh, like as, as if it could get even more bizarre, there's a there's an uproar uh, in Cowtown right now about, about what happened in that final regular season game. But uh, we uh, we have the game to talk about from last night. We have the game to uh, forecast and analyze going forward for game number three in this best of seven West Division series. It's really a West Division semifinal series uh, or first round, whichever way you want to call it. Uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Golden Knights now tied up at one. But before we get into that, how about the drama and the circumstances that surrounded the Golden Knights earlier today? Now, while everybody was sleeping and just going about your day, it appears there was some uh, severe angst around two organizations currently involved in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Do you hear about this? Yeah, I, I mean, I got the I got the press release from the NHL, and, and you know, it's it's interesting because um, as as I found this news, it was intri- intriguing to me because I had no point like at no point did I have any understanding or any clue that it was the Golden Knights as kind of that second team that was going through similar circumstances to what the Blues were going through. Right. So so Pierre Lebrun, uh, I believe, was the first to report that uh, there were some inconsistencies in overnight COVID testing and that the St. Louis yeah. Blues uh, had received some uh, some tests that were uh, worrisome and, uh, and a little bit surprising. Uh, 
because some of these players uh, have been vaccinated. Most of them have been vaccinated, and uh, some of them have already had it. And uh, and and then you get into the, to positive tests. Like how can how can that happen? Well, there's a chance, right? There's there's a slight chance that yeah. you can you can contract COVID uh, even after being vaccinated. But it uh, looked like the St. Louis Blues received enough numbers that it, from people that were vaccinated, where it went. Um, and there, there can't be that many. Like we we can't yeah. we can't fall victim to the odds by that amount. And there was another team. That other team ended up being the uh, the Golden Knights. So they did a bunch of retesting. Uh, of the personnel that were involved. And the uh, statement came out uh, from the National Hockey League that uh, this morning we became aware of certain tests involving multiple players on two clubs, Blues and the Golden Knights, that had indicated positive test results uh, for COVID. Uh, Because those reported results emanated from the same laboratory, uh uh-oh, and due to other (laughs) peculiarities and similarities as among the test results, i.e. already had it, tested positive, been vaccinated, tested positive, already had it, and vaccinated, tested positive. An investigation was initiated into the possibility that the initial results may have been in error. Now, these are two different teams, all had uh, pockets of positive tests, and they were all from the same laboratory. So all affected players uh, and personnel were isolated, and then they collected samples, and those those tests uh, were returned uniformly negative, meaning... Uh oh, somebody screwed up in the lab. Now Grissom, yeah. Grissom right now would be fuming in the old lab. Like he would be going up and down like like Pete DeBoer was in the first period last night, up and down his bench. But he would be going up and down the lab, uh, talking about uh, how we have to be responsible. Uh, do you guys remember Grissom? Was that CSI? I'm yes, not, and it's coming back. I'm not getting the reference. No, it's CSI it. Vegas. It's coming back. Yeah, I. No, sorry. You got to watch it not because a, not a big be, CSI guy. It be, you have to watch it because it's coming back. Uh, I'm a big NCIS and CSI guy. <laughs> uh, when I ride the bike, if I don't have a good podcast going, I'll get uh, I'll get uh, go down that rabbit hole. So, so behind, while well, we were all going about our regular day, <laughs> can you imagine what Pete and what uh, uh, Callie McCrimmon and 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 the the team are going through? The emotions of thinking. We got several positive tests. What the heck? We're supposed to get on a plane today and go over to uh, to Minneapolis, St. Paul, and play game three tomorrow. Uh, fortunately, it's it's all good. So even on a day off, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> after a very stressful and trying night, and you just yeah. want to relax, you want to get on a plane, you want to just kick back or recuperate, you can't do that. You go through the emotional ringer. Yeah, I mean it's, you know, again it's it's kind of par for the course for the Golden Knights throughout the, the this entire season, right? Like from having to change hotel rooms overnight on a road trip to to having um, you know so a number of, of false positives throughout the year. Like this is a team that's kind of dealt with this kind of stuff throughout this season, so it's it's tough to have to deal with it here. But it's also a team that's got incredible um, resiliency to that type of adversity. So uh, I I don't think it's going to impact the Golden Knights in a negative way. But it, it's certainly not ideal for a team that's that's looking to get to Minnesota and looking to have a great game tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. So and, and the St. Louis Blues side of it, like they play tonight. So they, yeah. they were going through this, wondering 
whether or not they were going to play tonight. And I guess that would add uh, also affect the Colorado Avalanche, even though they didn't have the positive test there. What do I right. St. Louis and Colorado wouldn't be tested in the same lab? Or maybe they were, and the, the, the different person did the test. Uh, but that's an aside. Uh, that's got to affect how you go into a critical game for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what the Blues do with that kind of that energy and that emotion for tonight, right? Like, I, I would imagine that the Blues are going to come back into this game against Colorado tonight, obviously wanting to even the series, obviously wanting to have more fight, more resolve than they had in game number one. But you add this wrinkle to it, and maybe it's something that galvanizes the Blues and, and they come out in this game with something to prove beyond just that they can hang with the Colorado Avalanche. I have no idea how it'll affect them. Maybe it'll just lighten the mood. Maybe it'll give them a little bit more freedom (laughs) mentally. Uh, That was a tough game uh, for the St. Louis Blues in the opener, and uh, we'll look at that one in in just a little bit. Also uh, preview the Jets and the Oilers as the North Division will start its Stanley Cup playoff tonight. Jets and Oilers playing game number one tonight. One game already underway is the Capitals against the Bruins, and there's some uh, drama around that game as the series shifts to Boston uh, with the series tied up at one. Uh, The only uh, final game to talk about will be the Predators against the Hurricanes and another 34,221 expected at PNC Arena uh, tonight. Uh, But last (laughs) night, what, what a ride and a unique ride because that's, uh, and, and we could sense it, we could sense it after game one on Monday, doing the show and, and talking to the listeners and communicating uh, with, with people that, uh, that are tried and true VGK fans. There was a nervousness, and mm-hmm. we did our best to try and calm everybody that uh, Vegas actually played a really good game in, in game number one, didn't get the result, but it didn't appear that, that it worked. Like, it was one of those, don't tell me how to feel. I want to see it for myself. And yeah. that first period last night was a an anxious, nervous, uh, almost like uh, covering your face in, in, a, in, a, in a movie, scary movie, because you don't want to look because you're afraid of what's going to happen. And it, it was the music. Um, uh, let, let's go with the scary movie theme. You could hear that 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 dramatic music in the background, and you were afraid to look. But nothing really bad happened. It was all good. It, all you missed was 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 greatness. But boy, could you tell that there was a, a, a tense atmosphere? That's as on edge as I've uh, been involved uh, inside and seeing firsthand uh, T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, that that atmosphere last night was was intense for a number of different reasons, but. Yeah, I mean, the the nervous energy in the building uh, throughout that first period was exceptional. It, it was something that I hadn't felt in a long, long time. And, you know, for the Golden Knights and, and for their fans, like, it it was interesting to kind of see that first period unfold for Vegas, especially when the emphasis on that game going in was for the Golden Knights to come out, have a really strong first period. And you know what? Marc-Andre Fleury making save after save after save and really – uh, putting in an exceptional performance in the first period allowed the Golden Knights to kind of find their legs in the second period. And, like, I'll tell you, it was interesting. Um, when when Matt Dumba scored, you could just feel all the air 
come out of the balloon, right? Like the, the, the entire building went silent and 18 seconds later, it was rocking. It was such a dichotomy of, of the, the highs and the lows of sport and being a fan. Sometimes a goal against can open up a game. Uh, yeah. And and I think it did that a little bit, but I also feel Vegas came out and w- was much more involved in the in the contest uh, in, at the start of the second period. Way better to start the second period than they were in, in the in the first period. Uh, the, the first period was ridiculous. In and and I talk about that in in use that word uh, under the um, the conversation of Marc Andre Fleury. He made save after save. The first seven minutes, he made seven ten bell saves, uh, and and <laughs> after that, they kept coming, and I just started laughing because these are incredible stops, grade A chances, uh, highest yeah. of highest danger chances. And he's just kicking them out, flipping them out, uh, knocking them away. And I just started giggling because it, it, I, I don't think I've ever witnessed such a barrage and such a casual uh, approach to uh, not only a goaltending performance, but also his goaltending performance. That, that was the, the final stake in the I've changed my game moment for Marc-Andre Fleury because we didn't see the big dives across. There was one where he lost his balance uh, and got yeah. knocked over, but he had to do that. But the rest of it was purely in control. It was it was fabulous. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance. And, and again, it's one of those situations where you come into that game and, and you know that you're going to need to rely on your best players to kind of come through, pull through for you. And for the Golden Knights, their best player last night was Marc-Andre Fleury, hands down. And you look at that first period, you look at just kind of, I don't want to say ease, because it wasn't easy for Marc-Andre Fleury, but he made it look that way, right? Like he made that first period look easy. And I think that that is, is really the magic behind what he was able to do, because when you have a goaltender that's that locked in, that dialed in, he's making it look easy, that has to be frustrating for the Minnesota Wild. And in the past, Marc-Andre hasn't made it look easy. Like, it's been yeah. flamboyant. Yeah. It's been exceptional. <laughs> but it's never looked yeah. easy. Last night, it was controlled. And uh, it was brilliant. And then the goals came. Jonathan Marsh, so 18 seconds after Matt Dumba scores. Uh, Alex Tuck with a beautiful goal, but all set up by the speed and the determination and the hockey sense by Matthias Janmark, who was on that puck so fast uh, after Cam Talbot couldn't glove down the Alex Petrangelo shot. And uh, Alex Tuck with the, uh, the, the one that cinched it uh, in the third period on, on the power play and, and put it away. So three unanswered goals. So, so let's, let's get an idea of where the people are at. Our people the fans <laughs> yeah our peeps can i still say peeps or did you guys ban me from that no i like peeps okay. peeps are cool our peeps our listeners and uh and and rita if you're gonna call we're gonna put you on seven second delay <laughs> all right love you but uh but the the uh, the broadcasting the best, uh <laughs> The broadcasting uh, gurus here have uh, have have told us we got to put it in seven second delay. Uh, Rita is is my soulmate. Uh, just so you know that uh, the listener line is seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Call now. Give us an idea of where you are at right now in watching the first two games of this series. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. We have a couple of lines uh, open. Uh, your confidence level. What did last night do for you? In 
just watching the performance of the Vegas Golden Knights, how different do you feel? Or were you one of those hockey fans that watched game one and said, it's, it's fine. We, we lost in overtime in a one nothing game. It's okay. I'm, I'm curious where our fan base is right now. Yeah, I, I think that last night it went a long way to kind of quieting that that narrative down for the fan base and, and for the Golden Knights. And, you know, like when I look at game one to game two, I would argue that the process for the Golden Knights was probably better overall in game one. The result didn't match, right? And, and you know, you like to get the result in game number two, but I also think that when you go into games three and four, I want the Golden Knights to look more like they did in game one than than they did in game two, especially if, if for longer stretches, longer periods of time. I I do think putting three in was huge. I think getting a power play goal was huge. I think the players you got goals from, Jonathan Marcheseau, Alex Tuck, those two guys getting on the scoreboard, huge. And when you factor it in, we talk about how well Minnesota played. Minnesota just has two goals in two games. So it's not like the Minnesota Wild have have done so much damage to the Golden Knights. You should be feeling confident about this series because you should believe, based on the regular season, that the Golden Knights are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. The rest of the opening block is all yours as we go out to the phone lines. By the way, the big bang you heard uh, wasn't one of the 100 hits. Uh, that was delivered in 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 the first uh, game, or the over 100 hits uh, in game number two. It was uh, Chris Chapman uh, slapping the phone around. I don't know what he was hitting, but uh, but he was banging stuff around. Slapping the phone. You you hammered your mic uh, stand there. Boing. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show, uh, Terry. You're on the air. Hi. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, just want to thank you, as always, for the good work you do on radio and TV. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, all right. I, I sort of have a question for you. Uh, you know, I watched every minute of the last two games, like most folks, and it just looks to me like Minnesota has Mark Stone just bottled and tangled up. Uh, the, the tall kid, uh, Eck, and yeah. the other gentleman name on Minnesota is escaping me, but I mean, there were two or three plays last night where they hit him, they hit him again, they tangled him up again, they tangled him up a third time. It almost looked like Stone went to the referee to complain. It looked like, he, to me, he was saying, hey, they're holding my stick, which I'm sure the referee then said, hey, you know, no big deal here in the playoffs that that, that stuff happens. Am I, am I not seeing that right? Or did they have Mark Stone tangled up pretty like excessively so far for two games? Huge focus. Mark Stone's the best forward, most dangerous forward uh, for the Golden Knights, and uh, and they are targeting him. Now, he's had looks. He had two great chances in game number one, and he had a couple of really solid uh, opportunities in game two uh, on power plays uh, where they were there. But uh, but they, they are targeting him. In fact, uh, we, we saw angry Mark Stone last night where he just decided to start throwing people people around. And, uh, and yeah, he had a conversation with the officials. Uh, Terry, uh, they, they're letting them play hockey. They're, they're letting it go. It's loose. Uh, sometimes that's good for teams. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it usually benefits the underdog. And uh, in this case, they're so even. I'm not sure which team it would necessarily benefit. Uh, but, uh, but you're right on the money on, on that. Uh, he's, he's falling victim to uh, the, the idea that the, the officials are... are not but buttoning it down and and calling everything and I, I kind of I like that hockey but uh, but I'm sure it's frustrating for for Mark Stone. 
Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. Uh, Stephanie, welcome back to the program. Oh, Charles? Charles, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, calling to say that uh, I'm glad I was wrong about the first period. What did you uh, think that you were wrong about? Uh, that Vegas basically had just given up and just weren't going to be able to turn things around. Uh, I actually stopped watching uh, with two minutes left in the first period, went to bed because I had to go to work, <laughs> and uh, and then I, I saw the I, I saw the Charles. alerts, and uh, so I was like, all right, I'll watch the I'll watch the other two periods when later, and I went ahead and watched them, and and I have to say they uh, they came back in the second period, played like they actually wanted to play, and and that third period they looked they looked like they were actually ready to to play Minnesota instead of uh, playing like junior hockey or something. Charles, you're back on board then? Um, I, I have to be careful on, on how I manage my emotions <laughs> as I go extreme I in both directions. <laughs> you do. Um, so. uh, I just want to say this, Charles. If you're going to turn the game off, turn it off after the intermission. you got to stay for the intermission, all right? And then, then turn it off. Just a little bit of friendly advice for you. Yep. You read but me. That was it. All right. Uh, there's uh, there's Charles. He's got to he's got to stay with us uh, and and continue to work on uh, a line open right now. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Back to the phone lines and Stephanie. Now I, I was in such a rush to get to you. Uh, uh, you're on the VGK Insider Show. I'm. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. So Great. there were two specific things that stood out to me um, in yesterday's game, and that was the power play goal and then um, Flurry at the end just trying to take that shot. I think that getting the power play goal, which is the only power play goal that has been scored the entire series, was huge because the, our PK is standing up really well, and then the power play was able to get that. And then seeing that Flurry was able to put on such a great performance and then even, you know, try and kick that into the empty net at the end. Like, just to me, makes me feel like our players are in a good state of mind. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about that? Because that's uh, that's a great observation that if Marc-Andre Fleury in a game like that, that's as tense and close as uh, what we witnessed last night, is uh, feeling so confident and so good about himself that he's going to take a shot at the empty net, that's a positive sign. Yeah, I mean... I mean that's Marc Andre Fleury, right? Like the the moment's never never too big for him. In he he's gonna have the same exact mission every single time he plays in an NHL hockey game. Above everything, he wants to go out there and have fun. And and I think that you know you, you get that opportunity, it kind of presents itself. And he talked about it after the game. He, he hasn't had too many of those those chances or those looks where he's been able to make a play on a puck. I love the fact that he went and tried it. I love the fact that, that he's brazen enough in, in that particular game to do that because that settles everything down. It kind of allows everyone to be a little bit looser about where they're at in the series, and, and that's Marc-Andre Fleury uh, not just having fun in a game but also being a leader. We have a line open, 702-876-1340. Back to the phone lines. Mike, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Hey guys, I'm just trying not to incur uh, Rita's wrath. That's nasty stuff. Stay away from that, that. man. <laughs> Rita is is the official enforcer of the BGK Insider Show. She is. She makes Colazar and and Reeves look like patsies. I'm telling you, you she, got that she right. It. Nevada Water Authority is going to start hiring her. Don't water on <laughs> Sunday. 
Rita. <laughs> well, she is a, a welcome addition to every post game show. And Ryan, you do such a great job. I, I don't call every every show, but uh, I do try to call whenever you open the lines here. And uh, what I wanted to say is, in your humble and honest opinion, can the Knights beat Minnesota without Pacioretty, or can they not? I think they can. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> okay. Good news. Good to hear. Yeah, I, what, what about having no no sick or having no patch ready, having to patch the lineup together, no pun intended? Well, I think I think you saw some encouraging signs last night. One Chandler Stevenson was going. Uh, he was uh, yeah. he he it wasn't him. Uh, there was maybe uh, there's 18 skaters. Uh, 17 of them had trouble in the first period. Chandler Stevenson was flying in the first period. And then as yep. the game went along, Ryan, uh, it looked like there was some chemistry developing between Tuck and Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, I thought Chandler Stevenson, Alex Tuck certainly had um, a, a little bit going there in the second and third period. Chandler Stevenson, your your assessment, Darren, was fantastic. He was really going for the Golden Knights. I, I think at one point you could you could legitimately look at that lineup and say the two players that showed up for the Golden Knights in the first period playing the way they wanted to play, Marc-Andre Fleury and Chandler Stevenson. And you can kind of build off that chemistry with Tuck and Stevenson, and then that opens things up for Mark Stone, all the better for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you, you talked about Matthias Janmark and the play that he made on Alex Tuck's first goal of the game as well as Keegan Colasar, who I thought had a lot of bite to his game and really was around the puck making some plays, uh, you're going to need guys to step up, and that's just kind of the reality of the situation. If Tomasz Nosek's not available and can't go, then you're going to need the next man up, and, and they're going to have to come in and fill a role and do their job, and and at, at that's, that's really the, the long and the short of it. You, you've got guys within this organization that you feel can fill a role, and they're going to have to do that in the biggest stage. Our audience is the best. Uh, phones have just lit up today. Uh, let's go back to it. Uh, 702-876-1340. Let's uh, check in with Philip. Yes. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? I felt that I felt yesterday's game turned. I'm great. I, I felt yesterday's game turned uh, in the press uh, availability of Marsha's show earlier in the day when he talked about uh, basically um, how last year they worried too much about getting in front of the net. And uh, the thing that turned, I think, last night and, and turned this series, and I believe the Golden Knights will win, is the transition game. Marshall Show's goal was all about what got Vegas Golden Knights on the map, and it's their transition game. And that goal was 100% vintage, misfit goal, transition. Cross-ice pass, little uh, little one from Riley Smith to Jonathan Marshall Show, and then shoot it in the net while well, you've got speed uh, coming into the zone. Right on and the how many goal? And how many goals have we seen those first two seasons uh, transition game. I understand that uh, we've got a new system, and the new system has definitely taken away a lot of our transition game. You know what? what? I'll disagree with you on that one, Philip. Highest scoring team off the rush this year in the National Hockey League were the Vegas Golden Knights. They did. Well, I stand corrected then. But but the transition game was going last night. Uh, Petrangelo's goal uh, that that, uh, he picked up the assist on uh, came into the zone. Uh, There was actually nothing going on in the play, and Talbot didn't handle it, and there was some forecheck on it, so there was was a bit of a – that was more of a hybrid, but uh, both both goals, the first two goals, uh, came off of uh, strong entries into the zone. 
Well, maybe the, what I should say is that when we got to the playoffs last year, and again at the start of this uh, yesterday's game, uh, the first game and then part, the first half of last night's game, was the lack of transition, and they unleashed the beast. And I believe the unleashing of the transition beast uh, is going to win this series and take them farther into the playoffs. Philip, we're going to do this throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Make sure you call back, okay? It's good uh, chatting with you. Brent, welcome to the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thank you much. Uh, I will admit I was as nervous as I could be, and I also have an admission I'm, I'm the culprit of, of our our uh, period streak there of no goals. But uh, I was nervous. I I couldn't sit down. I couldn't uh, couldn't see straight. I, I was uh, I, I would have got the seven second delay last night many a time when you know with everything except Flurry's amazing uh, goaltending there. Uh, I just. I, I don't know if it was the rust. I don't know if it was, uh, you know, we we lost something there between, you know, losing to Colorado that uh, next to last game and then uh, putting six up. Sometimes you get that six goal and then you get nothing. Well, that's kind of what happened to us. Uh, but the admission, I I, uh, I do a, we do watch parties all the time, uh, and I run around and do the uh, handshake that they do running by the bench after they score yeah, a yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the last game with uh, Colorado playing, I think it was St. Louis or Sharks, uh, I did that for the Sharks, trying to root the Sharks on. And after they scored that goal last night, the 18 seconds between when they scored and when we scored was me saying, I am sorry, VGK, I should have never taken my celebration to the Sharks. I apologize, <laughs> it will never happen again. 18 seconds later, we scored. That, so I, am, I will never do that again. Uh, even when I'm rooting for another team for the Knights, I will keep that uh, celebration for the Knights only. That is uh, challenging the hockey gods, admitting that you're wrong, and yes. uh, asking for forgiveness. And uh, I appreciate that. Uh, one more caller. Uh, boy, the, the phone lines have been great today. Frank, you uh, finished it <laughs> off for us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, great. Uh, well, I got to tell you, um, I, I was I was extremely nervous there. You know, when you watch the hockey game and 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 you just see what they're doing, and, and you see what we're doing, and we're just not doing anything at all, you know, it makes you wonder about, you know, boy, we're a team that scores five goals uh, almost every game. Uh, we're a team that shuts down uh, other teams in, in tight games. So uh, last night was really nerve-wracking for me and my whole family just trying to sit down and watch the game. Uh, when Minnesota f- uh, first scored that goal, I said to myself and I told everybody, I go, man, I go, the Knights have to score right away. It's just one of those goals that you got to put in because if you, if you give the momentum to Minnesota, it, it's just not going to look good, especially what we were seeing in the beginning of the game. Um, so when they, when they actually scored 18, 30 seconds, I can't really remember what it was. I was okay, fine. We're back on track, and then, and then we pulled ahead, and, uh, and I started to calm down a little bit. Um, so it was a little bit more enjoyable to watch the game. Um, of course, you know, I'm going to sit through the whole thing. But the other thing, too, that was really making me nervous was I was very happy to see that they gave Flurry the chance to start the game. Wasn't sure what was going to happen in the second game, and I kept telling myself, and I'm, and I'm sorry all you Robin Leonard fans out there, I'm saying, please, please, don't, don't do the switch. Don't put Robin Leonard in now. I, you know, I, I really don't want to take anything away from him. The, the guy has a phenomenal record since he's been here, 
Uh, but if you would have thrown Robin Lennon, Leonard in there, I don't believe we would have had the same outcome. I'm really happy that they threw uh, Flurry back in there. This guy, I mean, you could say what you want about him, but uh, you know what? I hope he sticks around, and I hope he's the coach of the Vegas Knights in two more, two more, three more years. And I'm just kidding when I say that, but I, I, I'm so happy to see Flurry in there. He's doing the, a fantastic job, and you can't deny that. You see that. Uh, coming from him, and he's not going to stop. He is not going to stop doing what he's doing. If Robin Leonard was in the game last night, I don't believe we would have had that same result last night, and uh, we'd be hurting for a game well, three. I'm not going to get into a sliding door scenario with you, but uh, I will uh, finish it off with this question. Uh, how do you feel today in between games two and three? Are you still on edge? Are you calm? Are you confident? Is Pacioretty going to play? Don't know. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, I, it, it all comes down to who's the next man up, and, and I see what the Knights have been doing, and everyone's been doing their thing. I, I, I you know, I see Marchie doing his thing. Uh, Carlson, boy, I got to tell you, that guy, he's so hard luck, that guy. I mean, I'd love to see him score a bunch of goals. Tuck's doing what he's doing. Yeah, so everyone's everyone's next man up. But we need Pacioretty, and you can't deny that. We we need that guy in All right, here. Frank, I gave, I gave you a chance. On edge, okay. on edge, calm or confident? <laughs> you started rambling on me. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And I'm going to give you that answer right now, and I'm going to tell you I am very confident in the night. Love it. Yep. Uh, close thank, things off for you. us. Uh, call again, okay, Frank? I will. Thank you so Thanks, much, buddy. guys. Keep the good work. There's the uh, the uh, masses, uh, the fan base, uh, our friends, the voice of the VGK Worldwide uh, uh, members that are just enthralled with this series. So where did you get the sense of the place that they stand on edge, calm, confident? I, I think that we're leaning toward confident here, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I do think that Max Pacioretty and, and his um, availability would probably tip that fully toward confident. But um, I would say on edge to confident. And I, I think that that's kind of where you should be at a in, in a series that's tied 1-1 one -one going on the road. We are going to take a break. Uh, an hour number two, you'll hear from Pete DeBoer on uh, his comments uh, uh, regarding where this series is at and uh, what it uh, entails going forward as the scene shifts to the XL Energy Center. We'll also bring you up to date on four other playoff games in the Stanley Cup postseason. One is already underway, and some happenings around the National Hockey League. There's some drama in Calgary, and also a little bit of news coming out of Vancouver, although we're not totally sure which way the wind is blowing there. Uh, we'll bring you up to date on that. It's the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Were we off the air? How long? <laughs> How long? Not too long. No, like what's not too long? Maybe like thirty seconds. Seriously? Well, you, I was just listening to you guys. I was no, in deep don't thought. make this about me. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, hold on. We were off the air. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Just, just dead air. Dead well, air. I, I see that. I, I saw the KRLV silent, which is not us. No, anymore. I, but I saw that. Yeah, and that was more than thirty seconds ago. That was about thirty seconds. All right, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the audience how long we were. We had. Yep. There. How long? You know, this is this is why the phrase. You have one job. I do have one job. You have one job. 
This is why the phrase "you have one job" that was, was a, invented. That break was short. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, I'm looking no. at it, it was short. That's why. Oh, Chapman, what on. is your job? Come on. Make sure you guys are on the air. <laughs> All right. So whether it's a long break or a short break, what is your job? I was in deep thought. <laughs> deep About thought. About what? You? No, no, no. You weren't in deep thought. You just said that you were listening to us. Yeah, I was. I was in deep, deep thought, thought listening you to you guys. Attention to us. I was listening oh, come to, on. to come on. what you were saying about what you have to do tomorrow, and and. Chapman, the discussion listen. about positive and negative COVID tests. Yeah, I was, I was, I was distracted highly. I was thinking but that's not. This is a long break, but it's not. I have nothing to do with rolling commercials <laughs> oh, wow. or anything. So I'm not. Zachary gonna, just let us know about two or three minutes. Two, about or, two three or three min- minutes. Oh, that's not good. So you were just making up thirty seconds. Well, I, I was guessing. Yeah, you were, no, no. You were just making oh up thirty seconds. Goodness. It was it was a guess. It was a, it was a guesstimate. So two to three minutes wouldn't be like out of left field. There's a possibility. Um, let's see. I'm looking okay, at the so the time more, the last more. spot played. Yeah, okay, which listen. was which was the rejoin, and it's now forty four. So yeah, two minutes is not out of the realm of possibility. So I, I'm getting nine. I'm getting I, I, 90 seconds I would from say it's, Thomas. it's actually um, highly likely it was at least two minutes. Yeah, wow. I'm getting two minutes from Nicole. So <laughs> welcome back to the show. Yeah. Unbelievable. Dead air. <laughs> Good stuff. Unbelievable. This is like this is like the entire segment, too. Yeah. No, no, no that's <laughs> just fantastic. And that's that's where I'm 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 torn right now. Like, what do we do with the segment? Because Technically, we're supposed to be going back to break now. Uh, one game is, uh, is <laughs> yes. underway. Well, it's the we middle of the second last break. Last segment. Don't don't do do not do not. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Try and do that. <laughs> do what? I, as as a father to a son, I'm telling you right now. Do not now to, to try to, to do be that. fair. No, I, no, I, no. There's no fair. No, no. To be fair, there's, there's I there's no to be fair no, here. There, there is a to be fair. We we did go no, long last isn't. segment, but I told Darren to go long, so that's on me. It doesn't okay, hold on. matter how long. What we does go. that have to do with you not paying attention to when we come back? Well, yes. no, it, it has to do with the fact that this segment now has to be short, and we've got to take a break because we went long in the first segment. Okay, we, well, I just want no, to bring Chapman. people up to break date here. Bruins and Capitals zero zero in the second period. The Capitals starting Ilya Samsonov tonight. Uh, what does that mean? Why is that significant? Well, we know that uh, Vanacek was injured in game number one. And Craig Anderson took over in game one and uh, was the victorious goaltender in that game. Started game number two, lost in overtime, and Ilya Samsonov uh, starts in game three. Put it together. That's three different starting goaltenders in three games for the Washington Capitals, and it's 0-0. That, that sums up this regular season and the chaos right right there. Sure does. And, yeah, and a sure whole does. lot of And we would have talked more about that had we not wasted two and a half minutes doing this. Listen, oh, no, 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 no. Fans don't no. want to know about the Capitals. They don't like the Capitals. If we hadn't wasted two and a half minutes doing this. <laughs> I, I, I think the fans are with me on that one. They I'm don't trying want to, to be they, quiet they, on okay, this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop. <laughs> two minutes, Rita, who we all know is kind of the conscience of yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, our enforcer. Just under, just under three minutes. Uh, Charles, who called in, 
in the first segment said long enough for me to refresh the page twice Uh-oh. and having to go through the commercials both times. Do you so, know how many people would have um, scanned through their dial like driving down the 215 going, what is going on here? Does, is, but the other station's working. Well, they, Why isn't this one? They, they know that, that the guy pushing the buttons is, well, yeah. you know. He's nope. Chapman. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, come back and reset for hour number two. You're going to hear from Pete DeBoer on what to expect in game three. The Golden Knights have a split going on the road. They have some confidence, beat the Minnesota Wild in regulation. And the last time at XL Energy Center, some good things happen. There are some eventful things, but some good things happen. So what does that uh, mean to the Golden Knights' uh, uh, optimism? It's the VGK Insider Show. We will be back after these commercial messages one way or another on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, we have two minutes for this block, and we have a special guest, uh, Bruce Cusack, in the studio, the PA announcer for the Vegas Golden Knights. You don't know anything, but we're not going to talk about anything other than what just happened on this program. Okay. So we took our first break, <laughs> went to break, and it seemed like it was a little bit long. Yeah. Um, Skippy over here uh-huh. got got distracted. We were off the air for two and a half to three minutes. No, you weren't. And, and yeah, then we, we came back and then tried to blame us because he got distracted. <laughs> Now, what part of that? Now, you've just sat here during the last commercial break and listened to him try and do math on when we we're going to come back, and it changed from three minutes to two minutes to We've got to 60 two and seconds. A half. Yeah. What part of this? Because you're a constant contributor to the program by a text. What part of this surprises you? Well, knowing chap staying here. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> not, nothing surprises me anymore. I mean, he used to give me good hugs for a harnish, but other than that... Um, I think he means well. Look at him. I mean, he means well. We were off the air for two to three minutes. And I asked him, so I initially asked him on the air, how long were we off the air? 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs> no, like he didn't even have a clue how long we were off the air. Now he's giving me cues for, for when to break. You know what, though? I think if he keeps at it, you know, because he just started. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to get good at this. Yeah. Once he gets his trainee wheels off, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. Yep. Uh, Bruce, uh, th- hey, it's always a pleasure seeing you. I just thought I'd pop in and say hi. I was in. I wish we had more time. Next but we used it all on dead air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hour number it, two of the VGK. used it all with dead air. <laughs> VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports, Las Vegas.